Hi everyone, I am Amit. I welcome you all to the From the Scratch podcast series. This specific episode, we are going to learn and clear our doubts related to digital marketing and social media. Because we have a guest, we have a special guest in this specific episode. He is an expert in all social media management and all these expertise, growth strategies. He is an influencer and he own he own his own agency. So guys, if you're listening this podcast on Spotify, Google or Apple, or if you're watching this on the YouTube, then let's not waste the time. Let's introduce to the man himself straight away from Dallas, Texas, Ali Mirza. Hi, Ali. Thank you so much, Amit, for, for the nice intro and for having me on your show, man. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Anytime. Like I was like, uh, I followed you, like even I have a TikTok account, so I... I have first seen you over there. So your visibility, your brand visibility was like from through TikTok. And then I went towards your Instagram. I started following you and there's where I got connected to you. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this, but one of the things that I do myself and I also, you know, preach to other people is consistency. Because if you want to build your personal brand or even like your business brand on any channel, TikTok, Instagram, you have to stay consistent. So that's like kind of, you know, my, my formula or my secret sauce. I just kind of pick something that is easy for me to do and then I stay consistent with it. And we'll, you know, we'll talk more, more like, uh, you know, details about, about all that. But yeah, I think it's a uh, TikTok has been a really interesting platform for me. Uh, just getting in front of a lot of, uh, you know, interesting people. We connected on TikTok. A lot of other people are, you know, finding me on TikTok. So people who think TikTok is not good for business, they're so wrong. <laughs> TikTok <laughs> is not. So that's why I kind of like lesson number one. TikTok, TikTok is not just for pranks or dances or music. Uh, you can build your personal brand. You can build your business on, on that platform for sure. So true. So uh, I'm starting with the very first question. So are you ready? Yeah, let's go. So like right now, why a business need to have a digital presence? So it's interesting if you look at, so forget about the business, right? For a second, when you talk, or you know, when you talk about a business, they're either selling a product or service, right? Who they're selling it to, they're selling it to, you know, consumers. Where are consumers right now? They're not reading newspaper. They're not listening to radio. They're not watching like TV they are kind of connected on, on devices like these, right? So phones and like even like uh, uh, computers. And we're spending, as, as users, we're spending a lot of our time in front of digital channels. So we want all the information, all the education, all the entertainment, all the dating, all everything given to us on these devices, on our couches. So if you wanna build your business, if you wanna grow your business, means you want to sell your product and service, then you have to go where people are and people are on digital channels. So that's why I think it's, it's very dangerous uh, for businesses to ignore digital channels, uh, you know, social media channels these days, because, you know, that's where as consumers, that's where we're going. So if you want to bring your business to us, if you want to sell your product and services to us, then meet us on these digital channels. So that's why. So to try it answer and lovely in detail. So like the next question comes is like, how do you see Facebook as a platform now? And uh, does Facebook still have the growth? Yes. So great, great question. I think Facebook is kind of like the oldest platform. Uh, TikTok is like the, the new shiny object, right? 
Uh, I do think uh, Facebook has a lot of room. It has matured definitely. So we as a users, we're not seeing the same type of like growth curve, right? So how like, you know, TikTok is growing in crazy numbers and interesting news is coming out, but Facebook has kind of like established itself, but Facebook has the most data on us. Facebook's ad platform is the most sophisticated ads platform. Facebook ads are probably the most inexpensive ads right now. So when you compare it like uh, Google ads or YouTube ads, uh, Facebook ads are like much, much, or LinkedIn ads, they're much cheaper. So I think really, I can't think of any business. You know, it's funny, I think I, before we started our call, I told you I was on a, uh, on a call with a client. The client is actually a carpet cleaning company. So imagine a carpet cleaning company here in Dallas, Texas. We're running Facebook ads for them and we're generating leads for that business. So if you think of like carpet cleaning, you think, hey, that business may not have anything to do on like Facebook or Facebook ads, but we're able with the right strategies, we're able to, you know, bring leads to them. So in my opinion, you know, do not, it's, it's okay to look at, you know, shiny things as TikTok and Instagram and even like, you know, Snapchat to some extent, because that's where the attention is. But don't ignore the giant. Don't ignore the platform that has the most data. Don't ignore the platform that has the most sophisticated ads. You know, TikTok ads are, they do have ads platform, but it's not like a you know, self-service ad like Facebook. Um, so I would say, yes, absolutely. Facebook has room for growth. Uh, they're, you know, matured. They have the data. They have the numbers, especially if you want to grow your business, the first place I would actually look at the starting point will be Facebook. Wow. Crazy insights. And like, uh, like, uh, I have few points, like how I see as Facebook as a platform, all you have described, uh, I see Facebook as a grandfather of all the social media and like, because he has the data and where the people have the data, they are the ruling as you have. Yes. And you know, one thing I'll mention, the reason, uh, Facebook is not, easy platform now because Facebook has matured so or, uh, organic reach has gone down, right? Yeah. So when I post a video on TikTok, my video gets, you know, 2000, 10,000, 20,000 views. Sometimes when I post on Facebook, I get like 15 views. I get like, you know, 50 views, hundred views. Right. So based on that, a lot of people think that Facebook doesn't work or Facebook is not growing, but they have to realize they Facebook is in a different sort of like a place right now the organic reach on facebook back in 2011 2010 2012 was really high so people who missed facebook in those days now they're kind of like, you know, finding success on, on 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 tiktok so don't compare the platform just based on the organic reach because then you're going to find you know, tiktok is you know the best platform based on the organic reach which is true but do think about if you want to grow your business that means you want to put your offers your products and services in front of the right people at the right time and that's what facebook allows you to do wow so like uh, uh shooting the next question related to linkedin how do you see linkedin like because uh linkedin most of the people they have the perspective towards linkedin it's like professional it kind of platform where only professionals be there but from past few years or few months which i could say like LinkedIn is trying to change and kind of do some different things. Please can you give a few insights to the viewers or listeners? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, LinkedIn is definitely um, like B2B because most of the audience, if you think about, you know, the audience on LinkedIn platform, they are people who are like business professionals, people who are looking for a job. But LinkedIn has done a really interesting shift uh, and they did this shift I believe back in, this is 2020, so like 2018, 
So LinkedIn used to be like a resume platform. So you would go to LinkedIn when you need a new job, uh, you know, when you're, let's say, graduating from college and you're looking for like a next opportunity or your first opportunity. But now LinkedIn is coming, in my, in my words, sort of like uh, Facebook. So LinkedIn is becoming a content platform. So in, in you know, old days, you would go to LinkedIn, upload your resume and try to find a new job. Now you go to LinkedIn, you create content. And use that content to get to build your brand, your personal brand or your business brand and you attract your leads and customers. The way I'm looking at, you know, LinkedIn is my, the three platforms that are sort of like on the top of my list right now. And if you ask me this question, you know, six months from now, that those the platforms may be different, but I'm paying a lot of attention to YouTube, uh, to LinkedIn, and then to TikTok. Those are the three on the top of my list. And the reason LinkedIn also it just became the content platform. The organic reach is really, really high. So if you are in a place where you do business with other businesses, which is me, right? Because I have a marketing agency and probably you, you work with other like marketing professionals or business professionals. If you work with other business professionals, you absolutely should be on LinkedIn. But the, the, the shift we have to make in our mind is LinkedIn is kind of like Facebook, meaning we, we go to that platform and we have to create content. It's not just a passive platform where you go on that platform whenever you need like next opportunity. You have to go to, I tell people the way to get results from LinkedIn is to actually use it like Facebook. And the way to get results from Facebook is actually using it like uh, LinkedIn. And I'll tell you why. When I say use LinkedIn as Facebook, what I mean is the context is create don't just kind of kind of create your profile on linkedin create content also meaning put your articles put your posts uh put your videos on linkedin so that's kind of like using linkedin as a content platform like facebook and when i say use facebook as a linkedin what i mean is don't use facebook as just a a silly platform where i'm gonna upload pictures of you know me drinking coffee or with my cat or my dog or with my uh, with my kids in addition to that also tell people who you really are because I'm me as a business professional. I like podcasts. I like video interviews. I like, you know, reading about marketing. I like, you know, there, there are certain like professional interests that I have. So start putting those on your Facebook profile. So this is what I kind of like mean by use Facebook as LinkedIn and use LinkedIn as Facebook to get like results. But, you know, to coming back to your question, I think LinkedIn is really like evolving as a platform. The organic reach is really high. If you want to connect with the business owners, it's the best platform. And the other thing, you know, I tell people, where if, if someone asks me or you, where are business owners, right? So business owners are on LinkedIn, but they're also on Facebook. They're also on like, you know, maybe TikTok and also like on Instagram. But there's another question that you have to ask that's, where is my audience? And also, are they on that platform thinking about a problem I solve for them? So for example, business owner, yes, they are probably on Instagram, but when they're Instagram, are they thinking about hiring a social media consulting agency or hiring a Facebook ads manager? Probably not. When they are on LinkedIn, they are probably thinking about, you know, growing their business, hiring more people, uh, hiring like a, a new vendors, uh, maybe, you know, investing into, you know, certain tools. So there are two questions that you have to kind of like, you know, to grow your business. Who is your target audience or where is your target audience at? And the second one is, what are they thinking on that platform? So, you know, another example is when you think of, hey, if you have a product and you sell it to, let's say, moms, right? The single moms. So single moms are on, on Pinterest. 
they are, and let's say you want to sell fashion products, right? Single moms are on Pinterest. Single moms are on Facebook. Single moms are on Instagram, probably on LinkedIn too. But on which platform they're thinking about things that will lead them towards like buying fashion products. When you answer that question, then you're going to lean towards, you know, either Pinterest or like, you know, uh, to uh, like Instagram, right? So that's why to, I kind of like long answer to your question, but the reason LinkedIn is important, number one, it has a lot of business professional. And number two, when they are on LinkedIn, their psychology is very different from when they like, you know, I'm a business owner. I do spend a lot of time on TikTok, but I'm very different when I'm on TikTok versus when I'm on LinkedIn. So that's why, you know, LinkedIn for, for B2B, if you do anything with other business owners, you should be spending a lot of time on LinkedIn. Nice. Very much needed this detail answer because like I have been searching for such answers in detail and the strategies which you have told the way which you look into it, the perspective, like seeing Facebook treating LinkedIn as a Facebook and like such, that's a crazy thing. So uh, one more thing, as you told like business, like how can people generate leads through Facebook, LinkedIn? To LinkedIn or Facebook? LinkedIn. It's kind of, yeah, it's, it's going to be similar sort of like thing. The, the, the process I like to use is, you know, I call it like ABC process, attract, build, and convert. So attract means you attract the right audience. Build is you build a relationship with them. And then C is you convert them into like leads and sales. The mistake, you know, the biggest mistake people make is they skip A and B. They try to do the C. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, if you don't... The example I give people is if we go on Facebook and we see an ad from like uh, Starbucks, right? Or any like a popular coffee shop. Starbucks is, is really popular in Dallas and United States. So we're going to click on that ad and then we'll go enjoy that coffee. But if we see an ad from Ali's coffee shop, it may be better coffee. We may kind of like, you know, save money, but we're never going to click because we don't have that relationship with, with you know, Ali as a, as a brand. We have relationship with you know, Starbucks or Nike or Dell or other like big brands, but we don't have any relationship with like Ali's coffee shop. So to generate leads, that's a process I want people to follow. A, B, and C. Attract the right people. How do you attract the right people? Again, you, know, you create, you optimize your profile, your account, and then you create really, really, really good content. So if you look at, you know, you found me on, on TikTok. So the way I do create content on TikTok is very different from, uh, you know, the way fashion people or uh, food people kind of create content. My content is educational content, right? But based on my content and my consistency, I'm able to attract the right type of people to my account, right? So when I'm attracting them, I'm also building engagement with them. That's like step number two, the B, the build engagement phase. That's where they send me messages. I respond to their comments. Sometimes I take their comments and create like more content for them. Uh, and then also like educate them about different ways they can work with me. Right. And then C comes into, into, uh, you know, picture. That's where when people are like, Hey, you seem like, you know, you're creating a lot of content about Facebook ads. Seems like, you know, a lot about Facebook ads. How can we work with you? And that's where I tell them, Hey, I do have an agency and this is how much I charge. This is how we work with you. Um, so there's a process that's like involved and, you know, yes, you can run Facebook ads. And yes, you can run like LinkedIn ads and other ads and try to like generate leads. But if you're trying to skip those, you know, if you're not following the process, most likely your lead generation campaigns are going to either fail or the cost is going to be really high. When I talk to people and they say, hey, we try to do like lead generation with Facebook ads and it didn't work. 99% of the time it, it happens because they skipped those, the, the, the process. They didn't do A, B and C. They just jumped to the C. 
So in, in my mind, you know, the Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads or other ads, those are just like tools. Tools help you get your results faster. But if you skip the process, you know, it's kind of like, hey, I want to be a, a software engineer, but I don't want to go to school. I don't want to take any classes. I don't want to learn anything. I just want to be a software engineer for Apple. You know, sounds good, but it's also less likely to happen. Right. So going back to your question, how do you generate leads? ABC, attract, build, and convert. So that's a process you need to establish. Lovely, lovely example. So you need to build the content, put the value, gain trust, and then you can go for help. Got it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, looking at this crisis now, uh, this coronavirus, the crisis, the pandemic. So due to this, specifically uh, in India, most of the businesses, they are trending to come online. They think that coming online now, it's very safe here because they think this is the right time because in coming few years, it's all will be online. So what do you think businesses will be emerging online? And this is the right time. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, uh, it's, it's the best time, you know, the, the saying that the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best is now, right? Yeah. So I think people should have been online already, you know, before these crises, but let's say if someone is, you know, didn't, didn't do it. Yeah. Now is the time to, to build your online channel, build your, to, to people, to freelancers and consultants. One my, my big message is build your personal brand. To businesses, yes, absolutely. Whatever that means to to when you say come online, you know maybe you're a local business and you never sold anything online and you want to create a Shopify store, or maybe you want to just you know have your website improved and ha- open a Facebook page or LinkedIn page. Whatever that means, absolutely. Now is the time to do it because I you know going back to what we discussed earlier, I think as humans, the the trend already is as humans we're very lazy right? We want everything given to us on, on these devices, right? We want to sit in front of our TV and have these devices and all the education, all the entertainment, all the like dating apps, everything like given to us on these devices. And we just want to sit back and consume, right? We want, we don't even want to go out and to get food. We want to order the food and get, have the food come to us. Right? So I think based on those trends, this is absolutely the right time to, to bring your business online create content. The other thing is when you bring your business online, when everyone is coming online, right on the internet, now, how do you differentiate yourself? You know, there's so many consultants, so many, uh, you know, uh, restaurants, how do you differentiate yourself? The way you differentiate yourself is by creating content because the way we find the way you found me is through my content on TikTok. The way I'll find other people is through their content on a certain channel. So that's the way when you come online, absolutely, you know, uh, kind of do your foundation, your website, your channels, but then go one step forward or one step ahead and start thinking about creating content because that's how we're going to compete online. That's how a business who has good, valuable content is going to stand out from a business who does not. Got it. Got it. Like I forgot the next question. I just went drain into this, like, let's keep thinking. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think this is the, this is really kind of the really good question because uh, digital marketing has evolved definitely, right? It's not new, right? So, but if you also, for people like you and I, we are in like digital marketing. For us, it seems like this is the saturation, this bubble, every person is like digital marketing, you know, uh, kind of like specialist or expert or guru. <laughs> but you know, what's interesting, Amit, is when I talk to business owners, when I talk to like a, 
a restaurant owner or a furniture store owner or a carpet cleaning company owner, they have like no idea like what digital, what Facebook is. They think, they still think that, and you know, nothing, it's not their fault, right? Because they haven't been properly educated. They think that if you have a Facebook profile, that's all you need and you need, to, that's, it's going to bring you a lot of business. They don't realize there's a, in this Facebook profile, the Facebook pages. And when you have a Facebook page, you have to, again, create that ABC process. So I think the, the digital marketing, in my opinion, was still like very, very early, very, very early. Because majority of the people, yeah, were like kind of millennials and, uh, you know, we uh, kind of, you know, the, the late 20s or 30 years old, we understand technology and social media and stuff like that. And we feel like everyone knows, but, you know, people who are like business owners in like 40s and 50s, um, people who have the money to hire the marketing services, they still need education. And it's still like very, in my opinion, very early days to, to get serious about digital marketing, uh, you know, personal branding, creating content, TikTok, podcasting, videos. Um, so, you know, absolutely my message to people watching is go, go deep into it. If you haven't been doing it, start now. Like start right now. Great. So like uh, starting is very important. Just, just start. And this is just a start. People, they think that as you told, this is just a, like they think that, okay, like, People have so many followers. Like if I start today, will I be there and there where they are? So the thing it's been late, but they don't know. This is just still a start. And yeah, yep. that's the thing. And because even I run a branding agency. So in this period, in this two months period, I've got so many queries, like kind of, uh, I've never been like every day, back to back meetings, back to back meetings. I've never, I've never, never like back in my, from past three years, I've never seen such huge requirements like the queries where people are coming up. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, coming to the next question, if someone want to build their own branding agency, if someone want to build an agency, which you are running like, or a digital marketing agency. So what are those basic yet very important fundamentals they need to keep in their mind throughout their journey? So great question. So, you know, most of my, if you're thinking about building an agency, right? So you're providing services to other business owners, right? So your target audience is business owners. You're, you're providing like, you know, services to them and, you know, making, making kind of like revenue. So you have to kind of like think about where are those people, right? Like we kind of talk about this. So let's say LinkedIn. And then also think about, are they uh, at that channel thinking about the things that I solve for them? So as a, a branding agency is helping, you know, kind of build your brand online, right? So when, why do you build your brand online? So you can differentiate. Why do you differentiate? So you can attract more leads. Why do you attract more leads? So you can kind of increase your profits, right? Or revenue for, for the business. So think about like those, those basic things. And I'm a big fan of, I mean, like uh, I've been saying this for a while, teaching is the new marketing. So instead of once you identify where is your audience, your business owner, instead of trying to sell them, instead of like trying to market to them, try to teach them because what happens is when you teach it kind of kickstart that ABC process because when you teach people trust you when people trust you they look at you as a as a resource and when they look at you as a resource a trusting resource then they want to do like business with you so anyone who wants to build agency yeah I think uh, there's a lot of value into like cold outreach and cold calling and stuff like that but what I would say if you can you know you maybe you know you're just starting out and you want to build some cash flow. So the way I, I kind of like did my agency, I built, 
attended like a lot of like networking events and exchanged business cards and sent emails and phone calls. That's how I got my first like three and five clients. But once I got like some revenue coming in, then I started building my own personal brand based on like teaching other people. So that's what I would kind of like, you know, my, say if you're just starting out building, wanting to build a branding agency, a marketing agency, invest into teaching other people, teach people how you solve their problem, teach people what your methodology, methodology is, teach people what your tips are, what your hacks are, educate them. And then what will happen is when, you know, a lot of time people are like, hey, if we educate other people, they'll do it themselves and they'll never like, you know, come back and hire us, right? Okay. But at the same time, what will happen is some people will learn and do it. And those people are not your clients anyways. Because there's, the, there's two, two groups of people, right? There's one group that's like, hey, I want to learn it and then I want to do it myself. And then there's another group that's like, hey, I am a business owner. I'm not a, like a branding person or a Facebook ads person or a social media person. So my time is not well spent trying to learn these things. So let me go hire an expert. So as a, that's a mistake I actually made in the beginning. As a branding agency or marketing agency, you have to pick that. Is your audience, are you in the business of educating other people or are you in the business of doing it for other people and charging it? Right. Cause yeah. then you're, if you kind of realize, and I had to make that decision, I'm in the, I need the second, I'm in the business of number two. So I don't mind if I educate and people take my, you know, tips and hacks and stuff for free and do it themselves. That's fine. Those are not my audience anyways. My audience is people who are like, Hey, I want help with social media or Facebook ads or branding, but I don't have time to do it. That's my audience, right? Yeah. So that's what I would say, you know, start educating people, start creating content as a branding agency because teaching is the new marketing. Got it. So it's all about a content game, uh, produce a lot of content, teach, educate. So like if someone is seeing that, oh, you have a great solution, I want this solution, can you help for me? So that's the way. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I will add to, because it's very relevant to B2B and especially marketing agency, one, one tactic that's working super well is actually create like a video show or a podcast show which kind of like what you did, but invite people who are likely to do business with you. So one mistake people make is they create a podcast or create a video show, but they invite people who are similar to them. Okay. So people who are similar to them, they're either your peers or your like competition. They're not likely to do business with you. So you have to carefully kind of select the topic of your podcast and actually select the guests as in people who are likely to do business with you. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a difference. Some people do it and it works really, really well because you know, you can use podcasting and videos as a, as a, a tool to create content, but not also as a tool to build a relationship with people. Crazy. Never heard such strategy before. <laughs> God, I don't know what is running in my mind now. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, like, uh, 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 I have a question on this itself. If a person who have started their own, like they have, they started with their freelancing, helping mm-hmm. business owners, helping them in uh, digital presence, their ads their content marketing. So the next thing is like, how can they charge? What are the costing? How they can do? Yeah. So it really kind of like, you know, depends on the, I, I don't like charging by the hour. Right. So that's not really, but in my kind of like point of view is if you're just starting out, like my, my approach was, I had like no idea. I, I didn't know how should I should price, how much should I ask? 
So what I did, my first three clients, I was like, okay, whatever you pay me, that's fine. Because I was trying to like validate the idea, trying to learn, trying to experiment, right? But then once I got some clients in, then I started like raising my, my pricing, right? So I learned like a lot of things over time. What I, based on like, my learnings, based on like what I've seen, one, don't charge per the hour. Number two, also charge based on the value to that business. So instead of saying, hey, I'm going to charge, you know, $500 for, let's say, uh, Facebook ads management, look at that business and see what's the value of that service to that business and then try to do pricing based on that. And the other thing is you can ask other people. You have to kind of like, you know, because there's no, some people charge like $500 for Facebook ads manager, uh, management. Some other people charge $1,000. Some other people charge like, you know, $2,000. Some people charge like $200. So it's like all over the place, right? So you're, instead of competing with other people, just like compete with yourself, right? So look at, hey, I'm charging, you know, when I try $500 per month to this client, is it really like worth my time? The first three clients, I don't, my advice to you is don't even think whatever they're paying you, accept that, take that as a, like a learning opportunity because you need like some sort of like data. But because if you don't have any client, any money coming in, you don't have actual, you just have theory, right? You don't have actual like data. And also you don't really know what's the value that you bring. Because sometimes, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes I'm able to, I used to kind of like charge people, hey, I'll charge you like X number of uh, dollars for like a one hour call with me, right? But then I realized sometimes on like one call with a business, I'm able to tell them, pinpoint certain things in their Facebook ads manager, a mistake they're making, that mistake can save them like thousands of dollars. So the value of that call to them can be huge. So when I realized that, then I was like, okay, then, you know, I kind of like undersold myself. I only charged them like a you know, $100, $200 for a call, but the, the benefit they got was huge, right? So that's the kind of like number one tip is don't charge per the hour or actually before that, number one tip is in the beginning, don't be picky. So accept people, first two or three clients, uh, you know, because you're, you're trying to get the data, trying to get the feedback. Uh, and number two is as soon as you realize, hey, this is what I'm good at, this is the value I'm pro uh, providing, then stop charging per the hour and try to charge based on the, on the value that you provide to the, to the business. And the other thing is don't get, because there are going to be people all over the map, all over the place. And when you try to compete with other people, you're only going to lose. So only like compete with yourself. So if you're charging X, just ask yourself, is it really like worth my, a lot of times I had to, I had clients and I got them on a low, you know, uh, pricing, but after a year it wasn't worth for me. Right. So I had to go back to them and say, Hey, it's not, this pricing doesn't work for me anymore. Uh, we can either double it or if that double price doesn't work for you, I understand. Let's kind of like stop working. Hmm. Right. So do increase your pricing over time but only like, you know, compete with yourself. And only, the question you want to ask yourself is, is it really like worth my time? Is it really like worth for me? Like doing, doing this thing, continue doing this thing. Great. Lovely insight, Ali. Lovely insight. So it's, 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 it's all about just initially, whomever you are getting, just grab them, just go with the flow, yeah. learn the process, and then just go with the pricing and all this stuff. Lovely. Yeah, because I mean, that's a, a lot of people will disagree with me and that's fine. They'll say, hey, uh, you know, pick your niche or dictate your pricing in the beginning. But in my opinion, like if you're a lot of times, you don't know if you're starting from zero, you yeah. don't know what you're good at. You don't, there's a lot of things you need to learn. You may have read 
the, the blogs and watch the videos and courses and stuff. But everything you have is in just cutie, right? So if you're not actually hands-on doing it, then you know you don't realize what you're good at, what's your zone of genius, right? Uh, what's the most value you provide? So you only learn that by uh, you know by actually like doing it you know hands-on. So that's why I'd say don't be picky in the beginning. Uh, but then as to slowly when you realize what the value start increasing it, that's other, the second mistake. You don't want to get stuck at the low, you know, low price zone. You want to slowly increase your value, increase your pricing. So Ali, I have the last question, maybe the last second question, but, uh, this question is kind of my favorite kind of interesting about Quora. How do you see Quora <laughs> as a platform, Quora marketing? Yeah, so Quora is my, I'm not, it's not on my list as a primary platform, but I love Quora. Quora is where I started creating content. So when I started my marketing agency, the first two, three years, I was so focused on let's get the client, let's do things for them and let's make money. Let's get more clients, more work, more money, more clients. So I was kind of in that cycle to get clients do job for them, you know, manage campaigns and make money. Right. But I wasn't focused on building my own sort of brand. I wasn't creating content. I wasn't, I, and I, I didn't know like, Hey, should I do videos? And that's probably a lot of questions people have. Should I do videos or podcasts? Should I be on uh, Instagram stories or TikTok or LinkedIn? I, I didn't really know like, what's the, you know, what's like my zone until I discovered Cora. So, I really loved Quora. The, I think in, in like six or seven months, I hit like a million views on Quora. Mm-hmm. The reason I love Quora is because on Quora, people are asking you questions. And sometimes that's the exact question your target audience has in their mind. So Quora is like my, even though I'm not creating content on that platform right now, my focus on my priority is other platforms. Uh, but I love whenever people ask me, hey, we don't have any, we don't know what type of content we should create. We don't know what type of blogs. We don't know what type of videos we should create. I tell them to go to Quora and that's hit search based on their keywords, right? And then they will see the exact question their target audience is, you know, see. So I love Quora as a, as a platform to get ideas for your content. And if you are, uh, you know, good at writing, then absolutely use Quora to create content. And then, you know, you can repurpose that content. Yeah. Um, the first thing I did was, I realized it's really easy for me to answer questions, right? So, and Quora is a place to, where people have a lot of questions. So I started answering a lot of questions, right? And when I have those answers, then I would take those answers and put those on, on my LinkedIn, on my Facebook. And this, then it kind of, I was repurposing my content on those platforms, right? Um, so it, I used Quora as a content ideas to create my sort of muscle of creating content. And also like a lot of, I do have a lot of like uh, online courses. A lot of those ideas for the courses or the questions came from Quora. So, you know, to, I, I love Quora as a, as a platform to get ideas for your content. If you're stuck in the, uh, you know, in the content creator, like blog, you're not sure what type of content you should create, spend 30 minutes on Quora and you have a ton of ideas. Nice, man. So crazy. Like, uh, yeah, that's the thing. That's the truth. Because I recently discovered Quora in this quarantine, my quarantine discovery. So it, it's Quora. I started writing this stuff on the same article I'm posting on my website blog, the same I'm putting on the LinkedIn. And what is the same, the same question based on the question, I'm creating a detailed YouTube video and that posting on the YouTube. So you got it. You got it. 
It's crazy. And I, I did that. There's a, there's a business reason I had to kind of decide and moved away from Quora, but for like six months, if I had not discovered Quora, I would not be creating content online. So Quora helped me become a content creator. Nice. So that's, a, that's how big of a role like Quora played. But now, obviously, uh, like I said, my, I always, what I like to do is there's so many platforms, right? But at one time, I try to prioritize. I try to pick one or two or sometimes like three and focus on those. Like right now, I'm focused on, you know, YouTube, TikTok, and LinkedIn as like top three. And then everything else in Facebook and Instagram are like secondary, right? But six months from now, I may, my, my, you know, those, those, those numbers or those lists might change. Last year, Quora was on my list, top on my list. So based on the, the things, my goals, my business goals, my personal goals, I'm always like testing different things. But man, Quora is, Quora is huge. Um, the way you're using it, that's exactly what I tell people, you know, create content, use that content on other places. And, you know, you can generate like a lot of like leads from, and, you know, good thing about Quora is Quora's answers. If your answers are doing well, Quora syndicates its content to Forbes, to Inc. magazine, yeah. other like big magazines. So you can get featured on, on those magazines yeah. based on your Quora content. And like recently I have seen, if you're searching on Google, Google, Google is pushing the Quora answers on the top. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's so it. that's another, um, there's a, there's a hack that I, I don't remember the exact steps now, but let's say if you want to be, uh, you know, on Google first page or first like three or four results based on a certain keyword, but your domain authority is not that high. Instead of putting that content on your, uh, like, uh, you know, website, you go answer that on Quora question. So there's, there's some research that you do. You already identify a Quora question that's ranking high based on that keyword. And then you can use tools like Ahrefs and SEMrush. Um, but then you can create a quality answer and then you can be on the Google top results indirectly. Yeah. There's a, so you know, kind of like play, SEO play that you can do. Yeah. That, that, that takes a really good thing about SEO and the keywords game. And because I'm not open up with the blogs, I hate writing the stuff, but Quora is kind of helping me in these things. So yeah, the last- That's exactly what I was, because I'm not a natural like writer, right? So I always have a content. It's, it's easier for me to kind of like talk on a, on, a, uh, on a video or make my you know, video of myself, like on TikTok. But I'm not like a natural, writing is not like my default state, right? Um, but Quora helps me because when people have direct question, you because sometimes you're like oh i know i know the answer and here's you know here's how you kind of like solve that problem Lovely. so yeah ali here goes the last and very important question many people message me and 100 percent they message you also about youtube my youtube viewers are not coming i want to grow on youtube mm-hmm. subscribers are not incoming i can't monetize and all this stuff well, the, the simple answer is then, you know, most likely you're not creating content that people want, yeah. right? So the long answer is most of the time, you know, if the views are not coming on, let's say the YouTube or YouTube is not growing and even like same on like LinkedIn, uh, like TikTok, nine out of 10 times, it's because we're creating content that people do not want to consume. It's as simple. So you have to, because right now you have to approach, YouTube is much saturated platform, right? So TikTok, if you're consistent on TikTok, a lot of time my videos that are not good, they still get more views because it's a, it's a new platform. There's a lot of like supply of eyeballs or the organic reach is high, right? Yeah. And the competition is less. 
On YouTube, that's not the case. The, the competition is very high, right? So the way kind of like I'm, I'm, my approach on, on YouTube is if you want to, you know, track the, before you record, you create your content, spend a lot of time on the research phase. So try to identify what's the, the keywords and the, the, the things that people are ex like searching for on YouTube. And the tool I use is the TubeBuddy and the VidIQ, right? So those are the two kind of based on those, I try to pick like keywords. And then when you create content, right? So you want to create content, which is, because if I want to create content about, let's say Facebook ads, right? There's like 10 million other videos about Facebook ads. Right. So the, the chances of people finding me based on that are very, very slim. So you have to kind of like find an angle which is either different or unique or like, a, you know, you stand out in a way. So so step number one is you do a lot of research. And, and actually, you know, it, it's interesting because uh, you can still find really, really good keywords. So. On average, I've been creating, uh, you know, YouTube really uh, big on YouTube and creating consistent content, uploading consistent content. Um, and my process is usually to research the keywords and make a video based on that. I identified when the uh, Facebook Messenger rooms came, right, and then the Facebook avatars that feature came. I saw that there was a lot of like traffic on those keywords, but not a lot of uh, uh, like uh, you know videos being made. So I was one of the first one to make a video on those topics and. Normally I get in a day, like a, if I launch a YouTube video, I get, you know, 50 views, 100 views. On those two, I got like 15,000 views, like 20,000 views. If you go to my channel and kind of like look at the, and this happened like in the last like 30 days. So this is why it's before you create YouTube content, do a lot of research. So use tools like TubeBuddy, use tools like vidIQ and try to identify the keyword that your audience is putting in. And then try to, you know, obviously create content that stands out from, from your competition, right? So that's the, the other thing about YouTube right now is you have to remember YouTube wants people to, with every other platform too, they want people to stay on the platform. So the watch time is very important. Yeah. So having said that, that means if, if people are in, in like, uh, in general, if you're creating short videos, YouTube doesn't like that. So YouTube wants like longer videos. So another thing you can do is when you go, search anything on YouTube and you're watching a video, look at the suggested videos on the, on the, on the right hand side. And most of those videos will be like really long. So 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, one hour. So that tells you that they're pushing the longer form videos because the longer form videos can potentially increase the watch time. So that's the other thing you want to remember about YouTube one research, uh, you know, what the, the problem that your audience is uh, solving or looking to, to add, looking at an answer for. And then number two is when you create content, try to, you know, especially in the beginning, not create like a sh very, very short, because I see a lot of people make like a, you know, second or like 30 second video, a one minute video, two minute videos. It's okay to mix those in, but do realize that YouTube wants us to create long form content. That's a, it's a, it's not, a, it's not like TikTok. It's not like Instagram stories. It's a, it's a much different platform. And the other thing you want to remember is YouTube is a search engine. People don't go to, if I want to learn how to start my podcast uh, using Anchor app, I'm not going to go to TikTok. I'm not going to go to YouTube. Uh, I mean, sorry, Instagram. I am most likely going to go to Google or YouTube. So you have to kind of like remember that people are going to YouTube with a specific problem. They are putting that in the, in the search bar and then they're finding content. Correct. So those are the two kind of like, you know, the, the things that kind of like come in, in mind. And uh, so, 
I call that like, you know, foundation, right? So starting with the, the keyword and creating content that, that's like platform friendly, long form, and then also optimizing the content. So make sure you, whatever keyword you pick, put that in the title, in the description, in the tag. So follow those like foundational practice. Now, the hack that's working right now on YouTube for me, so YouTube, it's saturated platform. There's not a lot of organic tweets, right? What's a platform that has a lot of organic tweets? TikTok. So find a way to drive traffic from TikTok to your YouTube. Okay, got it. Right. So that's like kind of you know for people who are not getting a lot of traction or views on on uh, 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 on YouTube, then the question you want to ask yourself is where are you able to get more organic reach? Where do you have more traction than YouTube? And then drive traffic from. And for some people, they have access to like Facebook groups. Then you could drive some early traffic from Facebook groups to YouTube. For people like me, I have more traction on, on uh, uh, TikTok. Then I'm able to drive some traffic from TikTok to my YouTube. So that's how you can kind of like, you know, the hack that you can use um, to kind of like, you know, get some early views. Nice. So much. I had a few personal questions which you have answered. So I need not ask those personally. <laughs> so that's a great thing. So as you told regarding the, uh, the from TikTok, you can gather the crowd and push towards. So which I have created a personal video on this on my YouTube channel also, uh, saying that as a pull and push strategy. So yeah, that was crazy insights. And, and I guess uh, I will end this uh, podcast here, guys, as assured, like this podcast, each and every minute, I 100% assure that I, I can give the guarantee that it was so worth listening and watching. I have learned so many things, which is rare, which is very rare in that too specific in this one short video. So guys, guys, if you like, please go and check out all the Ali Mirza social handles are given below. You see how much content, the value he's producing on the social media platforms. You go anywhere, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, anywhere he's there. Just go and follow him. And guys, thank you so much for seeing, staying till here. And thank you so very much, Ali Mirza, for taking out time and putting out so much value. Thank you so, so, so very much. So guys, that's it from my side. See you in the another one. Until then, take care, keep smiling. And bye-bye from my side. And bye-bye from Ali Mirza. Thanks for having me, man. Same here. Sir. Thank you. Thank you so very much.